Hello and welcome to Bit Party, a show where we take minor details from popular movies and use them to create ideas for new movies that we then sell to Hollywood for $4 million. In this week's movie, a young girl brings honor to her family with a little help from Mr. Eddie Murphy. This is Mulan. Tuning into Bit Party. My name is Brendan Cotta. My name is Jared Cotta. I'm Marshall Cotta. Oh, uh, that's right. Wait, Landis quit the show. That son of a bitch. That son of Man. a bitch. If you were waiting for the fourth name of the fourth Cotta brother, keep waiting. Landis <laughs> has decided to leave us to pursue his other uh, creative interests. Yeah, mm. which are to not spend time with his brothers. Yeah, so watch out for his new podcast, Trader Talk. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Brendan's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Just right on him. Yeah, unfortunately, Landis has decided that his schedule is a little too restrictive to to uh, continue talking with us about uh, movies that came out 20 years ago. <laughs> so, Oh, dear God, this came out 20 years ago. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, speaking of Marshall, do you do you know what what tell the tell the audience what movie we watched today? This time we watched Mulan. That's right, we watched Mulan, 1998. It literally came out 20 years ago. Oh my god! I was just given an arbitrary number. <laughs> I think of our last episode, Back to the Future, as being 20 years ago, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that came out like 40 years ago. <laughs> Uh, the old year of 1985. That's terrible. That is so awful. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, we are old. I I'm used to like podcasts. this movie. Yeah. Now, now I don't. Now, now it just makes me feel shitty. Now it's just old. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to stray too far from our usual programming just because Landis has decided to up and leave us with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> our deadbeat brother. I'm interested in knowing what everybody's been watching. Marshall, you want to you wanna go first? Yeah, so uh, you know that kid that we've been talking about who left us? Yeah. He uh he turned me on to a new show. I am now watching the British Baking Show. Wow. Oh, nice. With uh we've talked about this before with Sexy Paul Hollywood. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sexy, sexy Paul Hollywood. Sexy Paul wow. Hollywood. Well, let me tell you what I've been watching. I've gone back and started watching the Arrested Development, the Netflix season of Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. Uh, in preparation for watching the most recent season, the fifth season that just came out recently. Yeah. Um, so, you know what they did is, because there was a lot of criticism of the fourth season, the one that came out on Netflix, mm -hmm. they've actually now re-edited it so that it follows cr uh, chronological order. Yeah. Before, it was following each member of the Bluth family individually, and people were like, what the fuck's going on? I definitely didn't like it when it was doing that. Because I think it was like it was a clever idea, but it required too much attention for something right. that was just a funny comedy show. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's the trouble that people were having with it. And now I'm ready to watch the fifth season, and I hope I've, I've heard good things about it. Um, I, in an attempt to better myself through my Netflix binge watching, have been uh, going through Planet Earth. 
episodes, ah. which I really like. Oh, so now you're yeah. an environmentalist. Now I'm a... <laughs> of course. Yeah. And also an animal expert. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me, ask me what jaguars eat. What do jaguars eat? Alligators. Nah. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. No, but it's cool. It's... One thing I really like about the show is that they always portray the predator as the bad guy and the prey as the good guy. Mm. But then when the predator doesn't catch the good guy, they're like, well, now these animals are probably going to starve. Congratulations. Like, yeah. your expectations are terrible. Yeah. You don't know who to root for. <laughs> no. It's a very confusing time. It's a great documentary. Yeah. Oh, they have amazing shots. Okay. You know what? I'm not going to wait for, for Landis any longer. No. You know, he's he really not coming back. Before I start the synopsis, I, I want to uh, bring bring up something that maybe some of our listeners have noticed. This is the first animated feature that we've done on BitParty. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is new territory. I'm really excited about this. Why are you excited about it? I think that the animated movies leave a lot of fun areas for bit parts. Mm-hmm. Often with Disney movies, these side characters are developed in a unique and cartoonish way. Of, you know, not to be yes. overly obvious, but because it is meant for for kids these animated features have big personalities but also very narrow very narrow roles yeah yeah absolutely and that makes our jobs a lot easier yeah so you have sort of the 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 rough and tumble guy or the you know the soft cuddly guy and they're very very heavy on that specific character trait Mm -hmm. but there's no need for like more backstory like you you know you Uh, leave a lot of space for actually defining these people and that leaves us a lot of space for putting in what we think could be their story. Or, yeah. No, or this movie was super efficient, I noticed, with developing characters. Like, within the first 10 seconds of meeting her mm-hmm. three friends, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, this is the mean guy. This is the soft guy. This guy's kind of, like, stringy and silly. Right. That's it. Yeah. We're done. Go. But, yeah, so this is new territory for us, and we might do more, and I think that we're going to enjoy Mulan. Yeah. And, and also, Mulan's great. We wanted to do a Disney film. And we could only get the rights for Mulan. <laughs> We're working on the other ones. Yeah, we'll try Pocahontas later. But but also, I would say that Mulan. We'll get into this later. But Mulan captures a very interesting topic, or touches on a very interesting topic that is currently in our society: the non-gendered bathrooms. Yeah. No, but it, I, it is. It's great because it touches on feminism, and it also touches on. I Shang mean, might be the most homoerotic Disney protagonist. We're going to get, we're like gonna get to way. this, but he falls in love with a Mulan that he was a man. Yeah, yeah. Let me take you through this film very briefly. Get your clothes on, get ready, got breakfast for you. Look, you get porridge, and it's happy to see you. It starts off in a very terrifying way. I think it would be nightmarish as a child to see all these grappling hooks coming over the Great Wall, and you are introduced to the great Hun warlord, Shan Yu. He does not get enough credit for how scary of a villain he is. I agree. Then it goes away from yeah. the Great Wall of China, and we are introduced to Mulan, and she's trying to pretty herself up because the only way to bring honor to her family is to find a nice husband. <laughs> Let's not get into that. But we can tell early on that's not a big priority for her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's at this time that men are being drafted to the, to the war because mm-hmm. the Huns are approaching. Her father has to take up the mantle of soldier once again because he has no sons or son-in-laws mm-hmm. for which to fight for their family. And China is super determined, apparently, to make this old guy with a limp a soldier again. Yeah, exactly. Mulan <laughs> dashes off on her on her very sexy horse, <laughs> Brendan pointed out. <laughs> Disney would not have a sexier horse until spirit. Yeah. 
and she hmm. is off after cutting her hair and dressing like a man, and she's off to join the army in her father's place. The whole family prays to bring her back safely, and they summon their ancestors' ghosts. The ghosts then, in turn, summon, or hope to summon, the Great Stone Dragon Guardian, but Mushu, played by Eddie Murphy, yes. who is sort of their little bitch, <laughs> supposed to awaken the Guardians, he ends up killing the Stone Dragon. <laughs> so then he can regain his powerful position. So tell me what model needs my protection, great ancestor. You just say the word and I'm there. Mushu. And let me say something. Anybody who's foolish enough to threaten our family, vengeance will be mine. <laughs> this is all really, this is all true. This is all true, yeah. Mulan and Mushu report to training camp and there's this large singing and dancing sequence that people are very familiar with. It's the let's get down to business, make you a man. Yeah, watching that scene, I used to really like that scene. But watching it now for Bit Party, I'm realizing how ridiculous their training, training tactics. <laughs> I know they're led. They're led through their training by Captain Li Shang, who was promoted almost immediately before the camp starts, and mm-hmm. it really shows. Yeah, you can tell. Well, I can almost guarantee that the Huns don't go through a musical number when they're learning how to kill people <laughs> with their bare hands. And it shows. Yeah, and it shows. And the Huns are a lot better of an army. <laughs> After the training is complete, they start to travel to the front, Mulan and her troop. Mm-hmm. And we see the power of the Hun army as they have completely decimated the Chinese army, yep. including Shang's father. Prepare to fight. If we die, we die with honor. Well, you're right, Bren. We see the true might of the Hun army when they're charging down the snowy bank mm-hmm. at Mulan and her troop of eight dipshits. Hardened soldiers. <laughs> and Shang. Eight hardened soldier dipshits. Yeah. And there's hundreds of these horse people. <laughs> They're called centaurs. <laughs> hundreds of Huns are riding their horses down this snowy embankment. And Mulan has the bright idea to not just aim the cannon, the last cannon, at Shan Yu. She takes it and she aims it up at a at a mountain and causes an avalanche. Most of the Huns are wiped out, mm-hmm. and in the process, she gets knifed by Shang Shan Yu. Shang and Shan Yu are very close. <laughs> very difficult. She's treated in a medical tent, mm-hmm. and it is at that point that Shang comes in to. I don't know if it's to give her congratulations or just to talk to her. He's told by the doctor that there's, you know. It appears in the avalanche she lost her penis. <laughs> <laughs> he's, informed, he's informed of this bad news by the doctor, mm-hmm. uh, but Shang sees through the ruse at this point and realizes that she is, in fact, a woman. She's, he's very disappointed because he has grown this affection for mm-hmm. Ping, her male alter ego. And she, I'm not saying that Shang is gay, but I would definitely say that he's bi. That is probably true. I mean, he leads them through a whole musical number. They're not telling me this. And it's good. I think that it's it's pretty cool that Disney had this sort of... If if you watch it now, I think you get that sense a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, you... It, he... And I, and I like that. Yeah. 
Shang decides that he will not murder Mulan for being a woman. Seems like a fair trade. Yeah, because she saved, saved, well, she saved China. She saved China. She saved him from falling off a cliff. Yeah. And in return, he doesn't murder her. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, they're being celebrated down in the Imperial City because they've saved China, as we've said. And uh, the thing is, though, not all of the Huns have died. Uh, Shan Shan Yu is still alive, and he's got sort of a little cohort of, of other murderers mm-hmm. that come down to the city with them and they trojan horse their way into the emperor's presence yeah and this is sort of this last scene where mulan actually has to go in with her group of her best friends in the army and they pretend to be women which makes complete sense <laughs> yes and that is how they trick the stupid huns <laughs> They defeat Shan Yu in a glorious fashion. Mm-hmm. Big firework explosion. He's dead. China is saved. The emperor decides that this woman is one of the good ones. She's- <laughs> he uses that phrase. And the last scene is is Shane coming to the Fa family compound. Uh-huh. That's Mulan's family. And sort of deciding that he's going to marry Mulan, even though she's not a man. Mulan. Uh, you forgot your helmet. I loved your personality, so yeah. the fact that you're no longer Ping is okay with me. And I feel like that was very big of Shang. Yeah. That was, that was an interesting time for him. Yeah, he was discovering a lot about himself. Shang, this is a big road of self-discovery for Shang, and I'm very proud of him. Right, is that what your big party movie is going to be about? I'm not, which I can't handle that. No, I... <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to. I feel like I wouldn't do it justice. Fair. This had a great cast. George Takei. Yep. As the, the lead ancestor yeah, ghost. B.D. Wong was played Shang. Yeah. That's great. I never knew that. I didn't know B.D. Wong had such a good voice. Did he sing for Shang too? He did not. <laughs> oh. Who was it? That would be your Donny Osmond. Famous Asian singer. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know the Mongols came before the Hunts. Really? Yeah. I did not know That's that. That's interesting. I had to look that up too. So he was like... I wanted to know because I wanted to know... What? Attila the Hun, the strategies and sort of how far society has had come. Yeah. In between. There's quite a lot of time in between them, actually. Really? Yeah. But they the still Mongols use the same because, were... like, the Mongols took over because they used, like, very fast horses and exactly. shot really well from yeah. horseback. They compare it sort of to a hive, a swarm of bees. Yeah. I where, you, where you literally don't know how many there are because they're running around so fast and in no true pattern. Yeah. That's what the Mongols did. And I, I would say that. They did the same thing. They did the same thing, yeah. Yeah. That's a little factoid for you listeners. Yeah. If you want more factoids, listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Yeah, he does a lot more facts than we do. (laughs) I think it's time for us to get to our our movie pitches. Let's do it. Let's do it. Our first time with only three pitches. How do we know if we'll get a good one? Can I uh, bring something up before we go forward? Yeah. Yeah. We're still going to charge $4 million for this. Oh, yeah. Right. The, the quality of the idea will be no less. Right, of course. So, how much does Landis have to get now? And he didn't sell us Like shares. $16. 16 I think 16 is fair <laughs> per movie idea. No, I think that we should give Landis 250000 Oh, Yeah, you're right. He's still a, he's still okay. a uh, shareholder. It also makes it an easy number for us. Now we will get... 1.25 mil. Easy. There are so many things that I would have bought in the previous episodes with I that know. extra 0.25 mil. I know. 
that now I had that opportunity. Yeah. So this is a good thing that Landis is gone. So thanks, Landis. Thanks, Landis. Thanks for cutting out. For this extra 2.5. No. But you're welcome for getting you even a little bit. I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth it. I hope she was worth it. <laughs> All right, Marsh, give us your pitch. So my pitch will revolve around Sean Yu. And it'll be kind of a, uh, I guess, Han version of 300. Oh. That's cool. That ties in really well to some of the things we've been talking about with that. That's a traditional classic Disney movie. 300? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Would it be interesting to put them against the Mongol army? Or... Well, it wouldn't actually be accurate according to history, even a little (laughs) bit. Right, no. They should fight the American Revolution. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Huns descended upon the Soviet army. (laughs) I I don't think that it would be right to put them against the Mongols, but only because I'm a stickler for accuracy. There you go. Hence hence all the facts I deliver on this show. Boom. But I would say that it would be... Jared's fact corner. It would maybe be the film that saved Zack Snyder's career. Oh, God. Are we going to trust him with this? Brandon has, a, has strong feelings about Zack Snyder. For God's sake. He's like... He made one movie that was kind of well-received, and then DC was like, why don't we just keep giving him all of the responsibility? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's effectively ruined their... Like, yeah. Almost single-handedly ruined their whole... I don't want to go on a rant, but he has really screwed up the Justice League. Oh, big time. Uh, story. This might be one of the biggest screw-ups, too. Like, in decisions for block, for director? In movie history, because if you look at it, like the time is perfect for another big superhero franchise. Uh-huh. People are itching for it. People were ready for like Superman to be good and for the Justice League to be good. Oh, yeah. And he just kept failing so hard, and they keep giving him movies. Yeah. This one will be. This will be good. This will no. be good. Over my dead body, does Zack Snyder get this? No, you don't think so. I mean, he actually his movie that was good was Three Hundred, and then mm-hmm. because it wasn't tailored to the same type of audience that the Justice League was, because it was sort of its own. He also did a great job on Watchmen, so he's clearly able to handle graphic novels, but not comic books for some reason. I don't That's, know that weird distinction. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this could work for him. Okay, so Marshall, you're 300 type Sean Yu, sort of his storyline. And, uh, well, you know, the Huns also invaded India, so let's just throw them at some, like, Punjabi warriors if those existed during the same time. That'd be dope. Whatever it is. Whatever they are, I don't know exactly what the historic... Even though I said that I was a stickler for accuracy, I'm not going to look up. (laughs) Even though I have my computer open on Wikipedia about the Huns, I'm not going to look at who they attacked in India. Even though as podcasters we have Dan Carlin's phone number. Yes. We will not ask him. But why don't you tell Dan Carlin to do an episode about the <laughs> I would rather he direct than Zack Snyder. Brennan, give us your pitch. Alright. My pitch is a little bit more lighthearted than Marshall's. Something that I really liked in this movie was that it would seem that the cricket that the grandmother gives to Mulan for luck when she's going to the matchmaker mm-hmm. is actually lucky. Yeah. And he... I was completely convinced of it when Mushu, or when Mushu finds him in the snowstorm. Yeah. Because that's a one in a million chance. This thing is a cricket. Yeah. And he didn't die in that avalanche. Mm-hmm. So my movie is kind of like a cross between 
A Bug's Life, mm-hmm. and the character Domino from Deadpool 2. Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> I think even better than the first one. Mm-hmm. I agree. You're showing the life of this bug where the universe aligns to where you're shown that this bug is lucky. Okay. And it kind of leading up to meeting Mulan. Interesting. Yeah. So it would be sort of in a Bugs Life universe. Exactly, yeah. None of the same characters except maybe at the end the grandmother picks the bug up. Picks it up. Yeah. And you look like a lucky bug. Interesting. Very interesting. Thank you. I like that. Hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's Disney-ish. Pixar it would be made by it. DreamWorks, but... Holy shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely not. You, you can't even say that if we're selling this to Disney. Our oh, pitch is obviously too... We want those Disney bucks. Yeah, we need those Disney dollars. <laughs> okay, yeah, no. This is a Pixar movie for sure. Uh, what, what are you thinking? Who did you hone in on? So I, I was really infatuated with the story of Mulan's father. Nice. Because he was clearly a famous warrior. He's recognized as such when Shang comes to their compound at the end of the movie. And he is sort of starstruck by the, the great warrior that is mm-hmm. Mulan's father. Mulan, go away. I need to talk to your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> uh, so what is she, your wife? Or like, what's going on here? What are you, what's your deal? But I thought in traditional Disney classic, it would be sort of his story of success in the military, but also meeting Mulan's mom. So it would be very much a prequel to the current Mulan. Yeah. And we're about to get a live action Mulan retelling in 2020. And I think right after that, they're going to want a live action prequel to get that franchise really moving. Okay, I like that. Yeah, thank wow, you. Wow, those are, those are really those solid. Those are three. I think cutting Landis Dang. out of this. He re- it really upped our game. I'm glad we broke up with him. <laughs> That's how I don't remember who it was that told it. but It I was feel a like mutual it was thing. Yeah, I think we both came to a mutual accord. This isn't working for we you. We didn't beg or cry or anything. Yeah. We're, no, we're still on speaking terms for sure. Yeah, we're friends. We'll stay friends. <laughs> Beautiful, isn't it? They're disgusting. No, they're men. You're going to have to act just like them, so pay attention. Who should we do? Marshall, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to actually step away from yours because we are selling this to Disney. Yeah, and Zack Snyder doesn't do Disney. Zack Snyder has been banned from the Disney lot. Yeah. It's uh-huh. tough though because I actually really love yours because I think that if they weren't portrayed as cartoonish villains, the Huns were badass. Yeah, the Huns are badass. So you said that he doesn't get enough credit as a Great Disney villain. Not at all. He's like chopping through wooden pillars when he's going after Mulan. Like he's very strong. He's a monster. They clearly wiped out the imperial imperial army of China yeah. without losing a person. Like it would be cool. We'll pick that up another time. But right now we're selling to Disney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Brendan's. I don't know. I like that bug's life. I. I'm going to go with yours, Brad. You go with mine? Yeah. All right. I think that that's it. There we it. go. Let's do it. I think that that's it. Well, thanks, guys. This is a big deal. No, it's not. <laughs> but, I was going to say Jared. <laughs> See? <laughs> um, but no, let's, let's do this. Thank you. Someone asked for America. Let me hear you say, ow! Ah! That's close enough.
Okay, well, let's get this show on the road. This $4 million pitch, we're going to go for a Pixar-style Bugs Life ripoff. This is going to be <laughs> tough. This is going to be tough, but I think it's going to be really good. One of our movies had a component of a severed head looking for his lost penis. So this is going to be a big transition for us tone-wise. I think that because we've cut Landis off, we've matured a lot. That Maybe was this hard. Is the youngest yeah. one. Our wounds have turned into scars that we can now... Yeah, we're yeah. hardened. We're hardened. <laughs> so, Brennan, you said that this movie is about the Lucky Cricket. Yes. And his journey in Mulan is obviously a... could be a film unto itself. Mm-hmm. But we kind of want to capture how he got to that cage in yep. which he was uh, a member of Mulan's troop. So we were talking a little bit, and the every, every Disney movie, to its credit, it's always great, but we can kind of build a Disney movie with the hero's journey style of writing, yes. right? Yeah, definitely. In which this person that doesn't appear to be worth anything goes on this fantastical journey of self-discovery and ambition. Yep. Sometimes unwillingly, that but That is kind of, yeah, that is thrust upon them. Exactly. And in the end, discover something about themselves that may not be what they were hoping for, but it is most of the time better. We have to build the scene of this bug society. Yes, yeah. Similar to what Bugs Life had. They did it so well. But this one's based in China. Okay. I did a lot of research, Bren, (laughs) into the bugs that are in China. And it's pretty similar to the ones here. So anything is game. Awesome. But we obviously have a family and a community of crickets. We know crickets are going to be involved. Yeah, and in Chinese culture, they're apparently lucky we've learned in Mulan. Mm -hmm. But let's say that in this cricket society, they have one cricket that they've deemed sort of the protector of the village. I like that. And That is the lucky cricket. Right, and that's our lucky cricket, and this is what keeps us safe from enemies like wasps and evil beetles and stuff like that. I like it. So in, in this cricket village his father was the lucky cricket but his father has decided it is time to pass the mantle on to you young cricket and you are going to be the new protector of this village i like it you're the lucky okay. cricket everybody in the village believes in this luck and in this in everyone this chirps and applause yeah yeah so does this cricket doubt his luckiness oh well, i would say that he has some amount of humility i think that that makes him a good main character yeah and I mm-hmm. think that anyone stepping into a role of responsibility, mm-hmm. especially one that's like handed down to them through families, is going to be like, I don't know if this is true, right for me. Yeah. Yeah. How will I? How do I learn this? So let's say that his colony is in sort of a carved out missing brick in the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a very safe place. Maybe yeah. they thought like, we got this spot. That's so lucky. Brilliant. But after the Huns attack, they have to do some repairs on the Great Wall, and they. And, and there's a scene of, like, tearing down and rebuilding and refortifying. And there's, people are shoveling dirt and they're shoveling and they're making changes. And the village is destroyed right after he's become the protector. I like that. But I think we have to emphasize that none of the citizens of this cricket village are in the village at the time. So that's like... It seems bad at the time, but it's lucky in its own way because nobody was hurt. Oh, okay. So that's good. So maybe they go out <laughs> off to work or something. But I also want it to be... Or they're at be, like a ceremony outside of Maybe the so. But also they get 
picked up in a shovel, I think, and that's how he loses his family. Because it's that's the journey is him trying to find his loved ones again. Okay. Oh, I like. So that. we have the beginning yeah. is him being given this new mantle, and also the right after that, the city being destroyed and his family being taken away in like a wheelbarrow. Yeah, which for this culture looks like a sign. Yeah, that he's obviously not. So the people remaining in the village that have, they've all survived because this is a Disney movie, but they have been wounded or they are, and now they're homeless, and they blame him Mm -hmm. because they all believe in this magical luck. None of this happened when his dad was in control. Yeah. You know, before we continue on, I was thinking about sort of a casting and okay. what do you what would you think about John Cho from the Harold and Kumar fame as the voice of the, oh, of, of our cricket? I actually like that a lot. He could deliver a kind of I guess innocence or mm-hmm. um, uncertainty, almost like an, a Matthew Broderick kind of quality. Oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I feel like he'd be good for that. This cricket teams up with a uh, a, a silkworm that doesn't produce silk. Produces just regular thread. What do you think about that? <laughs> this unremarkable silkworm. Yeah, the unremarkable <laughs> silkworm. And um, and so this silkworm is becomes his companion on the way. Mm-hmm. I think that this is where we should add a female character. Okay. Sort of a dory to his Marlin. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. I like that. Usually Landis comes up with the casting, so I've worked for the last three days <laughs> to find the right actresses. For, or the right actors and actresses for this film. You're really parting the kimono on our timeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, we, we recently saw, or when we saw the Deadpool the sequel, Yeah. I was really impressed with the character that played Yukio. <laughs> I thought she was great. Hi, Yukio. Hi, Yukio. <laughs> so I'm going to say that Shioli Katsuna plays the unremarkable silkworm. And I love that you, that's a good name. That's a good title for that. Unremarkable Silkworm. Unremarkable Silkworm. Well, he goes on this journey, and just very similar to Bug's life, he is, you know, flying on dragonflies. He is crossing the water on water bugs, mm-hmm. stuff like that, trying to get to his family. I think that because he meets. they were taken off, taken away in like a cart, and that cart had specific dirt to that area, he's following this trail of dirt. Oh, it's just like coming out. Yeah, pumps. yeah. I think we'll need a villain, like you said, the Wasps, that maybe they want to hold him prisoner and, like, we need your luck for our thing. We're going to capture you and, like, just be surrounded by your luck. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Something happened to their home as well. Yes. And now they're, like, after this lucky bug, or if he's not going to, then they're going to hold him prisoner and they're going to take over that area. Yeah. Led by, like, a hopper kind of figure, but not played by... A child molester, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey played yeah. Hopper before. Yeah, I thought it was about Dennis like... Leary. Fuck, was it Dennis Leary? No. <laughs> oh. You're thinking of Ice Age again. But listen, here, here's the thing, Brent. I was thinking about this character as well, and every movie needs a villain. Uh huh. And that villain in every movie needs to be Josh Brolin. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, this is 2018. It's 2018, and even though the movie won't come out this year, I'm pretty sure that Josh Brolin will play the villain in every movie for the next three years. I think there was a fire at Disney Studios, and he's the only name that was left in their Rolodex. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta call Josh Brolin. Somebody call Josh Brolin. <laughs> so he's the evil wasp. Okay. I I think that a showdown, obviously, between the wasps and the crickets have to happen. Yeah. He, the, and- our lucky, our lucky uh, cricket finds his way to a village where the cart stopped. Oh, nice. Yeah. And. He reunites with his family right Uh before this last conflict. Oh, I like it. Finds a way, we're going to leave this part to the writers, but finds a way to defeat the wasps. What I think we should do, what we should emphasize in this, is that um, they defeat the wasps with the help of the village, Mm -hmm. and then they're all saying, like, we did it, like, you must be lucky because we defeated these wasps. And he could say something like, I'm not lucky, like, you all defeated this wasp. Uh, This wasn't, like, a magical influence. And then it'll have, like, a fun atheism tone. (laughs) (laughs) That I think will really hit with audiences. You're brilliant. That is genius. That's gonna go very well. I think, yeah. We definitely won't be banned from any states. But, you know, at the end, he's gonna be sort of adapting to his new life in this village yeah and as he's looking forward to his next adventure he doesn't want to yeah he doesn't want to be stuck around like you don't need my luck right you guys do this yeah i don't have to be here to watch you do your like live your life i'm gonna go find my next adventure and that's when he ends up in mulan's grandmother's cage yeah given to mulan directly before she goes to the matchmaker and goes on into another great adventure you know what i think would be funny is if like it's like goodbye everybody like waving behind him yeah like there goes one lucky bug and then this old ass hand just like scoops him up into a cage (laughs) (laughs) oh never mind but the last scene will be him uh, i think being carried over and meeting mulan and being very much like affectionate to like realizing that this is another friend yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. I think that. I think that there's a lot of great actors that we could include in this film, and uh, people are going to want to sign on to this. I think so too. Yeah. yeah this would be a smash hit. A smash hit. Yeah. I think it could be. Yeah. And I think that it's there isn't a whole lot that we can add from a story building perspective because all it'll be is like this journey where oh this thing happens it's fun you yeah. meet a new character it's silly yeah. we move on to the next thing oh it's great yeah yeah sets itself up for uh, uh it sets itself up much like rogue one set up the star wars trilogy <laughs> exactly the same it's almost the same type of movie and that everyone will die in that donnie yen will be in it. <laughs> as some character that's it that's the, which that's one is the crossover He's the blind Jedi. <laughs> but in this film, he'll play like a stick book. Oh, I like that. Because of a stick, yeah. Maybe lots of books. And maybe he could, be, he could believe very heavily in the force that, like, controls. <laughs> That's true. We could do a crossover of all different things. We I'm one with the luck, and the luck is with me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, pretty high, huh? This movie <laughs> is going to make... Well, it's going to make a lot of money. Easily, yeah, in the hundreds of millions. It's going to get us about $4 million. It's going to make some Black Panther money. (laughs) It's going to make some Black Panther money. (laughs) Let's not get carried away. I'd be happy with Bugs Life money. Bugs Life money is fine. Yeah. And we are only asking for a small portion. Just a little bit of... Here's what we want. Remember, we have started a little bit of a uh, merchandising clause in our contract. Yes. Get a little bit. Get a little bit of the 4%. merch. Makes sense. 3%. 
No, yeah. 3%. <laughs> 3% of merch sales. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. And obviously the $4 million for the idea. Thank you very much. And lifetime passes to Disney World and Land. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get that $1.25 million each. It's so much less catchy. <laughs> Thanks, Landis. Thanks, Landis. We're going to have other guests on this show now. Oh, that's true. And we're going to expand into the guest world of podcasting so that more people will feel the shame of being a podcaster. More <laughs> of our friends. More of our friends cannot tell their friends about it. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So eventually we're going to have to start giving that individual $750,000. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But for now. But for now. We'll get a little bit more. Yeah. So we get a little bit more. And here's the thing. Um, I'm going to go first. I am going to spend my money. This is the part of the show for you new listeners where we explain what we're going to do, how we're frivolously going to spend our $1.25 million. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a lavish trip to China. Nice. To all different parts of the, of China, the country. How will this line up with your, uh, uh, trip to Tibet from... The Batman Begins episode. I'm not sure that you're allowed to cross back and forth on that border. They don't oh, really get on that one. <laughs> that might be the end of that trip. I'm still waiting to hear back from the Batman franchise. Oh, okay, so you'll just see like whoever buys first. Yeah, is the trip that I'll that take trip. first. I don't think you That's can. Easy. I don't think you cannot go. I don't think you have to choose one or the other. I just don't think that it's smart to go to one on the same trip to go you're both right. on the same trip. Yeah. But for this one, for this money, I'm using it as a lavish vacation in China. Nice. Yes? Yes, like it. I am going to go to a number of the most beautiful and pristine and famous landmarks and locations. Uh-huh. And at each stay, wherever I'm staying that night, I will have my own private fireworks show. That's very nice. That's, I feel like I that's think, a nice... Yeah. A nice thing to do for, like, the cities. Yeah, and the city will get to enjoy it. Are you worried at all that your strength will be challenged by the Great Wall when you go see it? Seems to have <laughs> that effect on people. Yeah, especially on strong-willed... I- individuals. Yeah, with a massive Hun army, <laughs> which is also something I have. <laughs> We've never mentioned I don't know. That. I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see how I feel when I encounter the Wall. Will I feel challenged by it and wish to defeat it? And if so, God help them. Or will I just enjoy it as a tourist destination that it is nowadays? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. The Emperor will stop you. Stop me? He invited me. By building his wall, he challenged my strength. Well, I'm here to play his game. We'll see. Brennan, what are you going to do with your million dollars? I'm going to pour my money into research because I feel like it's very important. Um, this research in particular will be cracking the code of Disney's Szechuan chicken nugget sauce that they made in 1998 for the movie Mulan. Um, of Rick and Morty fame? Of Rick and Morty fame, yeah. I Rick thought that they came that. out with a whole, with, with the recipe. Did they come out with the recipe? They come out, oh, I don't think they came out with the recipe. Oh, they, they brought it back. You should buy the recipe. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Yes. So my money will go towards buying the recipe, starting this like business in which I sell chicken nuggets and Yeah. I think you could Yeah, you could probably just sell the the sauce. Oh fuck. You get the recipe and now you're the owner. You're the sole owner of the sauce recipe. It's delicious. 
I'll be like I've, the... I've actually made a version of it. How I watched it? a binging with Babish oh, nice. where he created the Szechuan sauce from Rick and Morty from McDonald's. Uh-huh. It was good. Yeah? Yeah. I made a really Wow, that's really cool. Really good. Yeah, he had a really good recipe for it. I did sort of the the easier one. He did one with like actual Szechuan peppers. Nice. We'll put the link in the bio. It's a great uh, it's a great episode ah, of That's binging. really cool. I'll have to try that. Because I'm sure it's great. And um I will own it soon. And I'll go in to negotiate with McDonald's mm-hmm. and probably just have a check written for one point two five million dollars. Yeah, you're not a great negotiator. I'm not a great negotiator. You don't like the whole back and forth. As long- <laughs> I don't like that back and forth haggling. I don't it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And as long as I walk away with the sauce, with the good sauce, That's all why do I yeah. And you're gonna make lots of millions of dollars on your other movie idea. So what's this That's one? The hope. Yeah. Just get it. Get, get it going. Take it. Take it. I'm gonna lowball them with my one point two five million for a recipe they're not using. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Uh, Marshall, what are you going to do with your uh, million dollars? Something that I found is I didn't know that rice wine was a beverage. I've only heard of okay, rice yeah, wine vinegar. Oh, fair. So I might just, you know, buy a ton of rice. You're going to buy a bunch of rice. And then make rice wine and then sell it. Uh, you know what? I think plum wine's better. You should buy a million dollars worth of plums. <laughs> That's All right, thanks for idea. coming. Thanks for tuning in to Pit Party. <laughs> Why do we keep buying fruit by the millions? I don't know. Yeah, let us buy mandarin oranges. Marsh, I think you oh, should yeah. not you should not sell yourself short here. If you want to make wine and you want it to be either rice or plum wine, then you should start a vineyard. But when people go there expecting grapes, instead you just have a bunch of plum trees and rice fields. Make it yourself. <laughs> you make it and then yeah. <laughs> make your own. Invest in a inv- invest in a plum and rice wine distillery. That's it. <laughs> there That's we brilliant. go. I'm so glad I thought of that. Yeah. You will both get some of the profits of that restaurant. I don't need it, Marsh. I'll be lost in China watching Knee Deep in Fireworks. Knee Deep in Fireworks. And I will be sending a dripping box full of loose Szechuan sauce to Dan Harmon's house on a weekly basis. So, I don't need it. (laughs) Just plopped on his doorstep. What a delight. (laughs) Until I get a cease and desist. I think it's time for us to wrap this up. I think we're good to go. I'm tired. We didn't title the movie. Oh my god, this is why we need Landis. I mean, we don't need Landis. We don't need Landis. Here's the title of the movie. Mulan won. Done. Print. Go. We're out. Thanks for watching. No. Um, a lot of these, a lot of Disney movies have either one or two word titles. Okay, so the name of the movie is going to be Get Lucky. That was really good. That and was fast. Obviously, the theme music will be done by Daft Punk. I was just listening to that song. Nice. What do you think? I think that's great. Thanks. Kendrick Lamar. Oh, my God. They have the connects. Yeah, Disney could just get anybody now. Yeah, it doesn't... All of our movies from now on, I think, should be out of a Disney studio. What's even the challenge? Yeah, I know. We just beg them to buy that franchise and then make our (laughs) movie. It's brilliant. Awesome. All right, Brendan, sign us off. Thank you all for listening. For Bit Party and three-fourths of the Cotta Brothers, I'm Brendan Cotta. I'm Jared Cotta. And I'm Marshall Cotta. Well, Landis, this... Oh, yeah, that's right. Watch out for... Get lucky.
Coming to a theater near you. Let's get down to business. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at BitPartyPod. If you'd like to send us an email, we're BitPartyPod at gmail.com. This episode was produced by the very talented T. Coop. You can check out his music on Spotify now. Just search T. Coop. That's T-C-O-O-P. And also a very special thank you to the incredible artist Elvis James for creating our stylish new logo. Tune in next time when we watch Paul Rubens embark on an epic odyssey to San Antonio, Texas. Until then, we're the Cotter Brothers, and this has been Bit Party, our ode to the bit parts that stole our hearts.